It's the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 58. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by CoBabble. CoBabble is a new platform that aims to help you digitize your business. Simple to use, massively powerful, and guaranteed to bring your paper-based archaic processes into the digital age. Leverage technology already in your employees' hands, their smart devices, to help streamline processes, share information, educate, and train your workforce. Whether you have paper-based checklists, forms, or audits that need digitizing, are looking for a better way to communicate with your teams, or are looking to replace your existing system with one that is far more cost-effective, Cobabble is the tool for you. Check out cobabble.com for more information to request a demo or sign up for a free trial. Cobabble, your digitization partner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back into another episode of the show. As always, if this is your first time coming across this podcast and you've no idea what it's all about, let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each episode, we bring you no-nonsense, real, right-to-the-point podcast banter on business career and life. Maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business or get started in a particular career path. This is the podcast for you. You've come to the right place and we're going to have something which is going to help you along on your journey. Now, the podcast format has changed a little bit. We are doing this live, yes, live on LinkedIn and Twitter today. Of course, for those of you who are listening back on the replay, a huge hello to you. For those people who are listening in on Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio, a big hello to you also. I'm delighted to have you here today for episode 58 of the podcast. And we've got a really exciting episode lined up for you today. We are talking to none other than Louise, LinkedIn extraordinaire, on all things LinkedIn, how you can use LinkedIn to get ahead. Louise is going to be sharing her top ways to stand out on LinkedIn. I've been delighted to have her on today and talk a little bit about how you can use LinkedIn more effectively for your business. If you are a professional, if you are a graduate, if you are a student, how you can use LinkedIn to get ahead. Louise, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Delighted to have you here. Wayne, thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I'm really looking forward to uh, chatting with you today. Now, before we get started, I must confess, we did have a couple of technology hiccups. <laughs> hiccups is probably the better word for that, uh, mostly at my end. Um, and this is why sometimes a lot of people don't want to do live streaming because things always go wrong. First of all, my microphone wasn't working. <laughs> uh, we were panicking. Well, I was panicking. Secondly, then uh, we hit the live. I hit the live button, and it didn't work. Oh, we didn't go live. I, I decided. <laughs> I decided in my wisdom that it would be a good idea to change the title of the event 
and it kind of messed up on LinkedIn's end a little bit. But look, we got there in the end. And I yes. suppose there's a huge learning uh, opportunity here that sometimes things just don't work out. Yes, I I have been on. I once did a, a live interview for a global company and the host dropped off completely and I was just left on my own and I just kept talking <laughs> and I came back in about two minutes. Well, so you're with the, the right person for this to happen today, Wayne. The show must go on and all of that. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, so we're going to talk about LinkedIn today, Louise, and this is something that you're very passionate about. I know that mm-hmm. um, I've had the opportunity to attend a couple of events that you've been sharing your expertise and your wisdom uh, when it comes to using LinkedIn more effectively. Now, mm-hmm. I was doing a little bit of digging around this morning uh, and trying to find out a little bit more information about LinkedIn, and it's got over 810 million members worldwide in over yeah. 200 countries and territories, right? It is the number one business networking tool. It is, and it's, you know, pre-pandemic, the numbers were about 600 million. So the growth of LinkedIn in the last two years has been enormous. And if you have a business or you want to get ahead in your career, you really shouldn't neglect this platform, in my opinion. Now, let's talk a little bit about the platform itself. It is a professional network, so it's slightly different than some of the other social media platforms that are out there um, that people may be familiar with. Maybe people are just thinking, and even today I come across people who maybe don't have a LinkedIn profile yet, haven't joined it, um, and are now starting to dip their toe in the water. You know, just right off the bat, what are a couple of things that people need to think about if they're just sort of making that initial dip the toe in the water and see how LinkedIn goes for them? Okay. Brilliant. So one of the things that I love about LinkedIn is because it's a professional network, people tend to be pretty well behaved on it because their colleagues and people that they want to work with can see what they're doing. So people are pretty, um, it's pretty good standard of behavior, which is a real plus. Um, But if you have never used LinkedIn before, or for a lot of people that I work with, Wayne, actually, they would have had a LinkedIn account created either by their company they worked with or somebody at college said, you need to go and get um, a LinkedIn profile. I've worked with so many students where they've had like a, a one-hour lesson. Everyone go and create a LinkedIn profile and that's it. That's all they're taught. Um, so for those people, basic things to understand about LinkedIn are you have personal profiles and company pages. You want to create your personal profile. And I like to talk about this as being like, if we imagine that LinkedIn is the online version of us attending a big event or a big conference. So when you arrive at an event or a conference and you walk in the door, people generally will have a name badge. So we can see your name, we can see what you look like. You walk around the conference and you start talking to people. And that's what you do on LinkedIn. You might see speakers talking about something. So the equivalent of that is watching me and Wayne today or reading articles on LinkedIn. And so you comment on those or you share them with somebody and say, well, what did you think about this? Or what did you think about that? So trying to think of it that way and keeping with that analogy, the company pages, think of those as being like the sponsor booths at a conference. So if you have a company or a brand, you should have a company page. And while I'm walking around the conference talking to people and they want to know more about my business, I just say, oh, go over to our booth over there and you can find out all about the business and what we stand for. So just think if you can approach it as a way of this is a platform where I'm going to go in, talk about things that I'm interested in in terms of my work life, 
um, because it's a business conference you're at. Um, And I'm going to connect with people that I'm interested in connecting with and I'm going to have conversations. You can't go far wrong. Now, you said something earlier on, which I thought was really interesting that, you know, before the global pandemic, there was something like 600 odd million uh, members on LinkedIn. And then, you know, it's it's growing another 200 million there, you know, or so just you know, during the, the pandemic, yeah. there's been a huge opportunity for those businesses who maybe struggle to be able to meet face to face to continue yeah. to network mm-hmm. on LinkedIn as well. And it provides some pretty amazing networking opportunities, to be fair. Yes, it does. Now, one of the key things I would say if you're brand new to LinkedIn is do not just connect with anybody and everybody. Because what you want to do is build a network around you on LinkedIn that you enjoy interacting with. Because a lot of people will come to me. So I do, I work with people one-to-one and I do training with um, companies and small businesses. And a lot of people will say, well, Louise, my, I've just connected with anybody that asked me to connect with them. And I go to LinkedIn and it's really boring. They're just talking about stuff I'm not interested in. So I would say connect with people that you are interested in what they're talking about. Maybe you're interested in what their business does. Maybe they can collaborate with you or work with you, or maybe you want to work for them. So curate your network a bit more carefully than just connecting with anybody and everybody. Um, so that'd be one tip. And the reason it grew so much in the pandemic was all of the people, uh, there's two strands of thought here. There's the people who were no longer working in the office and going for coffee at break time. So they're connecting with each other and chatting on LinkedIn because it's the pro- where most of their profession would be. And then the other bit is all the people who would go out and about to sales meetings and to networking events suddenly had that completely shut off from them and this is why a lot of companies hired me actually at the start of the pandemic was our salespeople need to connect with people and we don't know how to use LinkedIn properly or effectively. Um, and I would, I would come in and teach them how to do it in a non-sleazy way. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really important because we know that on social media platforms, they can tend to go that way. And I've seen during my time using LinkedIn over the past couple of years, a little bit of that slip in. And I've seen also people call out that behavior on the platform as well, which is probably yeah. a good thing you know, mm-hmm. to about the etiquette of the platform and what's mm-hmm. appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yes, definitely. Now tell There's- me, you mentioned lead generation there a couple of moments ago, sales, developing yes. sales. Um, LinkedIn's a, a great place for building leads and generating leads and building relationships with your customers, potential mm-hmm. customers, and also current customers. Yes, absolutely. And to me, if you think about LinkedIn as being a place where you build relationships with people, that is how you get to the to get on a call with someone you know when you and I both know so you don't build your house on social media you use social media to build awareness of your product or service so that you get on a call on the phone with somebody or you arrange to meet them for coffee hooray now we can finally meet people for coffee again and so it's a tool that you use to market your business and the best way I can recommend for people to do this is to get on the platform and be of service to your network. So share posts that help people who need what you do. So I, I teach people how to use LinkedIn. So if you connect with me on LinkedIn, you will find that most of my content teaches you how to use LinkedIn. I start conversations about how to use LinkedIn. So I might go on Facebook and talk about a concert I'm going to, but that's not going to appear in my LinkedIn uh, um, newsfeed so think about it from being that way if you have a product that you're selling go and talk about how people can use that product what are the origins of the product is it you know sustainable what are the ethics in the company that you work in um show a bit of personality like if we want to if we want to go and get um a company 
to come in and deliver a service to us. Well, what are the people like that work there? What are they, are they showing up online? Can we see what kind of company they are? Do they have, what kind of ethos, what kind of brand do they have? All of that helps people to find out more about you. And then when you connect with somebody, this is my one of my golden rules for LinkedIn. When you connect with somebody, please send a message and say why you're connecting with them. Because it opens up a conversation between you and that person. And that is where the gold is on LinkedIn. It is the one-to-one messages in the LinkedIn messaging inbox. That is where I get, I would say, 90% of my business. It is not out on the newsfeed um, and it is not um, people commenting on your stuff and then me chasing them up. Just going, oh, you're interested in my product. Can I, you know, can I tempt you to hire me for training? Um, it's I the way I teach people to use LinkedIn is that they show up, deliver value, and um, deliver service to people, and then people go, Oh, Wayne, you were looking for some help with your LinkedIn. Well, you should talk to Louise Brogan because she obviously knows what she's doing there. And then I'll get a message from somebody saying, Hi Louise, um, Bob says I should connect with you because we need some help with our LinkedIn. Can we have a chat? And that is how um, I, that is the way I use LinkedIn. And it's the way I teach my clients to use it, LinkedIn. And it's really effective. Well, the adding value side of that's so important, right? Isn't it? Because mm. there's so much noise on social media and the internet. LinkedIn, the newsfeed is incredibly busy as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be difficult sometimes for people to stand out and sometimes people give up, but it's really important as well that people need to be, they have to show up as you rightly say, but they have to be consistent in their efforts whenever they're using the platform. I think that's really important that you don't just set up a profile and then forget about it. That's not gonna work for anybody. you know, your, your, the person themselves. Yes. So actually coming in every day, would, would you recommend every day people come in, you know, would it be so, every couple of days or what's the typical sort okay. of process? So if you're serious about building your profile on LinkedIn, honestly, I think post two or three times a week and that's it. There's a, the way I work with people on LinkedIn, I, say, I, I can't say there's four pillars and you need all four pillars in place for it to work properly. So you need to have a really good op, LinkedIn profile that is you're getting all the bang for your buck like you've properly filled it in and it shows people what you want to be known for um people who are looking for work is completely different how you write this to people who are in business and we can talk about that in a minute um so you've got your LinkedIn profile you've got a network of people who are actually interested in what you have to say so I've had people who have really tiny networks of like 35 people because they're shy about connecting with people and then they wonder why nobody's commenting on their stuff just because your network's not big enough and then I have other people who've got a network of 10,000 but they don't the people those 10,000 people have zero interest in what they do so they're not going to comment on on your content and you think mm, this is not really working so build you know really curate your network and then the third pillar is content you post content that is of interest to these people and um, that showcases your knowledge and expertise and then the fourth pillar is the messaging but if you people say to me how you must be on LinkedIn all the time I am not on LinkedIn all the time in fact I think the first time I came on LinkedIn today was to come on this you know just before we came on this call we in together so I post two to three times a week for clients we offer a done for you service LinkedIn marketing service for my clients we post twice a week on their company page and um, Twice a week is plenty if you are providing really interesting posts that people are engaging with. And then on the other days, just pop in for half an hour and see 
who's in my network? Has anyone reached out to me? Have I got a message? Um, and maybe think, are there three or four people in my newsfeed that I could comment on that's going to raise my profile in front of them, their network, and my network? So actually engaging in other people's posts, Wayne, is as important almost as posting your own uh, thought leadership and your own content. Those are excellent, excellent tips. Now, let's talk a little bit about the different types of people that might use LinkedIn. You might have yeah. students and graduates. Yeah. Uh, you might have the career mover or shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a company. Um, would you have one or two tips for each of those particular yes. types of people? Like if you're a student and you're just starting out, what should you be thinking about? If you're a graduate, Ooh. what should you be thinking about? Yeah. And if you are a career mover or shaker, what do you need to be thinking about? Okay, so let's start with the students first of all. So I've had people in in high school talk about building their LinkedIn profile. You know, in America, they're starting at 16, creating their LinkedIn profiles. So, and what happens over there filters down to us as well. Um, So if you're in university or college, I recommend you create your LinkedIn profile and you start following those companies that you might want to intern at or you are there like the big hitters in the industry you want to move into so let's think about accountancy so you're doing an accountancy degree or you're doing economics or something at university create your LinkedIn profile and start following local firms or the big four whoever you want to work with and see what people they are talking about see if there are people who work at that company that you could start following or connecting with and make yourself known. And if you, you know, if you live in a town like Coleraine or Newry or Derry, and you want to, you know, you want to, you want to go and work for a local firm, follow those companies. Find out who are the key players at those companies. How you do this is you go to the LinkedIn company page for that company, and there's a tab that says People, and under People you will see the people who work there. So send them a connection request and say, I'm currently studying accountancy at Queen's or Ulster. Um, and I'd love to connect with you and follow what's happening at your business here on LinkedIn, right? What person would not be flattered that a student would want to do that, first of all? But that's you starting to build your network and your connections. Connect with other students who are in your field. Connect with the people who write the articles in your field so you can get become informed about what's going on in your industry, but you can start commenting on their posts as well um, and start raising your visibility. So that's what I do as a student. Maybe as a student, you're probably like flat out busy. Well, you might be like out partying. If you did a geography degree like me, you're probably in student union half the time. <laughs> maybe it's changed now. <laughs> so maybe you just have that as a, on your calendar to do that once a week or something. If you are graduating, then step that up a little bit. Um, Interestingly, Wayne, people who are applying for jobs, it they seem to have a wee bit more power than the companies who are recruiting. And so from the flip side of that, if you're a company and you're trying to recruit, you should be really showcasing and highlighting what it is like to work with you because those graduates are checking out your LinkedIn company profile and they're checking out what well, you know, what is the company like what's actually like to work there because people graduating nowadays care more about that than they do necessarily about who's going to pay me the most money so be aware of that but graduates go and go and investigate those companies maybe reach out to somebody who has been working there a couple of years ask them what's it actually like to work at this firm I know I'm speaking quite quickly as a graduate of a university if you're graduating go to your university's LinkedIn page 
So Ulster University, maybe you went to Ulster University or you're graduating from there. If you go to their company page on LinkedIn, you know, it's not a company, a school, you can click on the alumni tab. And I have a YouTube video on how to walk through all of this on the alumni tab. And you can filter who has graduated from there in the last year, five years, 10 years. Um, who can I reach out and connect with? So if I'm looking at that and I think, okay, well, who who are the, all the alumni from Ulster University in the last year? Um, and, and look through them and see, well, who's studying what? And reach out to those people and say, have you got any advice you could help me? Or a little bit of a hand up. Because if you're doing that on LinkedIn, you are going to be streets ahead of your peers who are also graduating. Unless you're listening to this and you're all going to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the career movers and the career shakers? Okay, so this is funny for me because whenever I, um, when someone reaches out to me from a corporation and says, we would like you to come in and train our staff on how to use LinkedIn, but we want you to train them how to use it for selling our products. Not, we don't want you to teach them how to get a brilliant profile so they leave us. <laughs> so business owners are quite wary of this. Um, but your LinkedIn personal profile is your personal profile. So if you are, so maybe you've been in a role three years and you're looking to change um, across to a different company, again, go and follow that company page, reach out to people, but make sure your profile is up to date. Okay. So many people, Wayne, like, you know, my one-to-one, so many people have not touched their LinkedIn profile in years. And then they're surprised when we go through it. There's so many different sections. They're surprised that there's things in there, that there's skills in their skills section that they haven't done in five years. And they're thinking, well, why, am I, why are people reaching out to me for Microsoft Office when I don't do that? Or why are people reaching out to me for help with, um, with you know, doing Java programming? I don't do that anymore. But when you dig through their profile, it's, it's still sitting there and they just haven't updated it. So make sure it's up to date. Add, when you um, go through your experience section, um, make sure that your career history highlights what you want to be known for. So if you have worked in three different places and maybe, uh, let's go back to accountancy. So maybe you have, uh, or maybe law is an easier one because I've done loads of work with lawyers. So if you specialize in family law, but your first law job out out of university was in commercial law and then you made a switch into family law well make sure that the experience section really focuses on the work that you've done in family law because that's what you want to be known for and found for Um, and make sure as well that you write your about section in a way that is interesting to the reader please don't just have a two-line summary of what you've done so far in your career you really think about your about section what do you want to specialize in? What do you want to be known for? What are the key thing, the key skills that you have? Don't write them into a bullet point list, please. Um, maybe share projects that you've worked on, what you've really loved about those projects and invite people to connect with you. And if you are looking for a job, you can say that you're open to work. Now, a lot of people will go to LinkedIn when they're looking for a new job and they change their entire headline to say open to opportunities or open to work. We don't know what you do then. Please don't do that. Please do not change your LinkedIn headline to open to work or open to opportunities. Um, 
I think it's a big no-no. Say that maybe, so say you're, if you're a graduate or you're looking to change your role and you want to move into a certain area of industry, you could say, um, you, you could literally say looking to, to specialize in, we wouldn't say looking to specialize in family law, um, but you would put something in your headline that says, you know, um, five years working in, in whatever, specializing in this, and then maybe at the end saying you're looking for, for opportunities. But please don't just wipe out your whole headline to say looking for work because it's not. We don't know what you do then. Some really good tips there. I really was my ears really picked up when I pricked up whenever I heard about the skills because you're absolutely right. And I've been guilty of this. I've put like tons of skills up there, and it's kind of yeah. stuff that's relatively old that I actually don't really do or have anything to do with anymore. And I really need to go back in and fine tune that, particularly that section. A little yes. bit to to get rid of those skills that you know maybe I was utilizing or I was involved in maybe even ten years ago. Some of those mm-hmm. skills go right back that long. Yeah, and do you know how you find out, Dwayne? Um, if you go into your LinkedIn profile and you scroll down to the analytics section, there are there's three key areas, and one of them is what people are finding you for. If you click on that, you'll see the. You don't see people's names, but you'll see the key words that people are finding you for on LinkedIn or LinkedIn is showing you in search results for. And that's where people go, oh, well, why is it showing that? I don't do that anymore. And then I'm like, well, that's because that's literally what your profile is reflecting. Another great tip is if you go to your skills section and you click on plus for add skills, LinkedIn suggests the top 15 skills it thinks you have based on your existing profile. And that catches a lot of people out too. They're like, oh, why does it say typewriting skills? So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. And that's where really the devil is in the detail, particularly yes. on the platform. It's a good idea to, to go and explore, have a little look around some of the features, how they work, um, get a little bit of advice, I suppose. Again, you know, again, mm-hmm. we're talking about some really important things here that's, you know, going to ultimately help people stand out whenever they're using um, LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn has been developing new features as well. I mean, we're using LinkedIn Live uh, yeah. for this podcast today. There is, is it LinkedIn Audio or LinkedIn Rooms that's coming soon? Um, there's also the newsletter thing that they rolled out recently. So there, yes. there are other features that people can can utilize as well, Louise. Yes, it is. Honestly, it is firing up on all cylinders at the minute. So they're going through a bit of a moment right now. Um, so brand new features that have come out this week are they have changed, they're changing the analytics that we can see on our posts that we're putting out. We're going to get a lot more analytics um, on our personal posts. They brought out um, LinkedIn Creator last, I would say last September, October, maybe time. Um, and that is a new type of profile that a lot of people aren't aware of. That is where... Uh, if you switch LinkedIn Creator on and you have more than 150 people in your network and you are creating or sharing original content on LinkedIn, original content can literally be you writing your own posts. It just means you're not just sharing articles from Wall Street Journal all the time. You're actually writing your own thoughts about things. So if you have that, you get access to LinkedIn Live and you get access to LinkedIn newsletters on your personal profile. When you publish your first LinkedIn newsletter, your entire network are invited to subscribe to that newsletter. So my, before they brought that out, my articles would have maybe got 
over six months might have got 200, 300 reads. Now I have my newsletter going out once a month and the articles, which is what the newsletters are basically, um, but people are subscribed to them, have 2,000, 3,000 people are reading them. So phenomenal difference. I really recommend trying out LinkedIn newsletters. But this week they have finally ruled out LinkedIn newsletters to all company pages. So if you have an accountancy firm or a law firm, you can now publish a LinkedIn newsletter directly from your company page, which will be sent to all of the people who follow your page and they will suggest to that person, those people that they subscribe to the newsletter. But I believe they're also sent to the people in your personal network as well. Now, I have to play around with this, Wayne, with my clients um, to see what kind of impact that has in terms of the difference between the personal newsletter and the one that's going out from the company page. But I think that's quite exciting. They are also rolling out audio spaces. They are, it's really interesting. LinkedIn is the company that just holds back a little bit, doesn't give everything to everybody straight away because they're all. What, what are people going to be talking about? What are they going to be doing? So audio spaces are currently by invitation. Um, I actually spoke to people at LinkedIn last year. I've had, had a couple of interviews about how I was using the platform and, and things I might be looking for and how would I use particular things. Um, and audio spaces, they had people trialing it out and it's still not being given to everybody. If you've ever been to a Twitter space, it's the same idea or Clubhouse um, so it's an audio form. Somebody hosts it and people get to listen in and you can raise your hand and say if you want to speak or not. So far, I've joined a couple of them and I haven't really loved them. I haven't loved them, to be honest. Um, there's a, a lot of the audio spaces are very much geared to people working in corporate jobs. So there's that. There's a few entrepreneurial ones as well. Um, I am on the fence about the audio spaces right now. Interesting. And this <laughs> is why people need to be following you to get all of this lowdown, all of the scoop on what's yes. coming down the line on, on LinkedIn. I mean, I see myself as very much of a content creator on the platform. I, I try to create original content, whether it's mm -hmm. posts, this type of stuff that we're doing today in terms of LinkedIn Live, mm -hmm. um, whatever. I, I try to really do that. So I think that's really important for people to start maybe experimenting with um, as well. And as you said, by creating that own original content, it opens you up to so much more as well. And it's interesting yeah. because I subscribed or I got set up with the newsletter feature on linkedin mm -hmm. but i'm 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 guilty as charged i haven't did anything about it yet so <laughs> well my my march newsletter went out on uh like the 8th or 9th of march it's supposed to go in the first week you know we yeah. try we try and we do. ourselves do all these things um it's hard we and you're producing podcasts and youtube videos and newsletters yeah i know it's it, it can be overwhelming sometimes but it, it's great i mean we live in an amazing time at the moment that these types of things are possible that yeah. we we as small business owners um you know of all you know different industry shapes and sizes can get our our messages out to people on a global scale so it is from that respect um phenomenal so that's really interesting to hear what's coming down the line with linkedin the new features that people need to be on the lookout for the developments in the company page as well um i think that's all really fantastic stuff now i want to touch on something really quickly that you mentioned to me just recently and i i think i spied it on social media as well but you have an event coming up in dublin in the not too distant 
future. Yes. And I believe it's called Build Your LinkedIn Strategy. Tell yes. the listeners a little bit about that event. Okay, so it's actually a day of events. So ah. with um, so in the morning, it's the 27th of April. So I have um, joined up with Amanda Webb, who runs, uh, she's a digital marketing strategist who focuses on strategy <laughs> and her and I are running a workshop in the morning for up to 20 people um, in the Mason Hotel in the center of Dublin it's a three-hour workshop don't worry you will get tea and coffee and we will give you lunch and feed you and it will not be boring I promise it will be very engaging and interactive well Bring it absolutely your... won't because look at all the great things that we've just <laughs> talked about already and we're just like <laughs> you know we're only 30 minutes in here the danger we will be trying to stop like go right away we've had that's too much information <laughs> I can please stop um so that's called building your LinkedIn strategy that is in the morning and then after lunch we are actually having we're co-hosting a conference with Carmel I see Carmel's been commenting here with Carmel Siri and Melanie Boylan and and in partnership with Andrew and Pete from Atomic who are um, a Newcastle based duo um, who have keynoted social media marketing world Um, so they're coming over and we've got a panel about how to use creators in your business it's really, it's about kickstarting our businesses post-pandemic, it's about getting everybody in a room, getting fired up about how we can use all of these amazing tools um, to really kickstart our businesses and get together and network. And I was telling somebody this morning, for me, events are about getting in a room of like-minded people, all these other people who are building their businesses they're networking, they're trying to get online, they're trying to raise their visibility. And when you are in a room of other people who are also doing that as well, it, it, the just the energy you get from that is just phenomenal. And then Andrew and Peter are going to buy everyone a drink in the evening and we're going to have a bit of a party as well. Well, it might be worthwhile just going for that alone if the guys are going to buy a drink. And I do know I've come across <laughs> Andrew and Pete before in the uh, in the, the world of social media. Great lads um, doing great work um, as well. So it definitely sounds like a really exciting event. I've got the link on screen for people who want to find out a little bit more about it. I'll share it as well um, in the comments and also in the show notes going out with the podcast as well. And um, Tickets are still available. Um, and, and the ticket price gets you not only the three-hour session, but also into the event or to the yes, into the afternoon. Right? So, yeah. So if you buy the ticket for the morning and you come along and you do all your hard work and then you get your lunch bought for you and then you get to sit back, relax and, and just soak in all of the information you're going to get from the speakers in the afternoon. Fantastic. It's going to be really exciting by the sounds of things. And I'm, I'm actually maybe going to try and get along myself. Uh, hello to Carmel. Um, thank Definitely you for your Yes, thank you for your uh, your. Um, so Carmen has asked Louise, do you recommend professional subscription on LinkedIn? That's a great question, that and a that's a question. question that I've actually thought about in my own mind as well. Mm -hmm. Should I get the professional subscription for LinkedIn? Okay. And if so, Louise, what's the benefits? I know we're short in time, but really quickly, what yeah. are the sort of benefits of that? Okay, so if you are only starting out building your profile on LinkedIn, no, you should not. Okay. Focus on building your network, starting to create content and starting to um, build your thought leadership on the platform. Once you are comfortable doing that, then I do recommend the premium subscription. It's around £50 a month for it. And what you get is what I love is you can see who's been looking at your profile. So if someone connected with you, say, six weeks ago um, and said, oh, I'm really interested Wayne, in, in you coming and talking to the kids at our school um, about online safety. And then... 
Uh, you send them a message, you haven't heard back from them. And then today you say, oh, they've been looking at my profile. So you send them a wee message, a wee reminder message. So you can see those leads coming through and check out who's who's viewing you, who's connecting with you. Um, and then the other thing I love about it is you get access to LinkedIn Learning, which is honestly the most enormous platform of online training videos about everything about how to code about how to present yourself at interviews about how to uh, do yoga at your desk about how to use linkedin how to do instagram reels like everything everything you need to know about there's four categories i think there's one is um actual skills like coding and stuff there's business skills there are i think it's it's not leisure but something like that do you know about doing breathing and mindfulness and all that kind of stuff so very very valuable in America, it's free if you go to the public library. Hello, NI Libraries, if you want to offer that to us, that'd be awesome. Um, so that's there's that. And then also the third thing I like it for is if you have a company you're interested in approaching um, as a business, so maybe you're going to do B2B sales, with Premium, you have extra insights into that company. You can see who their top hires are. You can see who people of interests are. You can see what percentage of their company works in biz dev which percentage of their company works in admin which percentage is in the c-suite etc etc so really good um benefits there for premium but not until you understand how to use linked effectively and i think that's really important so that's a fantastic question carmel thank you so much for asking that question because again that is a question that i've often wondered myself do i bite the bullet do i you know upgrade the account take that subscription and if so what benefits am I going to get out of it? So I think our ways you've really outlined those really well. So thank you for that. Now, before we finish up, uh, I know you got to get off. I got to let you go. I'll be here all day. We could be here all day talking <laughs> a little bit more about this because there's a lot of stuff that I've learned myself, particularly in and around the things of LinkedIn analytics, which they're going to be rolling out much better analytics. And I'm really excited about that, particularly mm -hmm. around creating my own content to get a little bit more insight to yeah. how it's performing and who yeah. it's resonating with and, and, and those types of things. But if you could leave people with three key takeaways today when okay. it comes to using LinkedIn in 2022. Tomorrow's the 1st of March. What do you need to be thinking about? It's what the are your three April. takeaways? It's 1st of April. Gosh, <laughs> I'm a month behind. <laughs> okay, so I, I thought about this, right? Three, three, three key things. Number one, update your profile. Take an hour and go through your profile and make sure it reflects what you want to be known for on this platform. Number two, uh, number one includes updating your photograph. Make sure you we'd recognize you if we met you. And um, for the older viewers or listeners, you know, not the one from 20 years ago, up-to-date photograph. Number two, when you connect with somebody, please add a note and say why you're connecting with them. Just start a conversation with them. Maybe you read something, maybe you heard them on a podcast. Why are you connecting with them? And then the third one is show up. So you do the hard work, you create the profile, you know you have got business on this platform um, or job opportunities in this platform, but you will not get any of those if you do not show up and start posting content or at the very least commenting on other people's content. I think those are three fantastic takeaways uh, for this episode of the podcast. Now, before we finish up, because you know I'm already a month behind, it's the 1st of March to meet tomorrow. <laughs> but just in case people think this is a pre-recorded gas, I know. Um, what date is the event on in Dublin? I've just oh, yes. the link up again because I probably have confused people because I'm a month behind. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 27th of April. So it's not that far away. It's, in fact, it's a month today. 
it's not the 27th of March if you're in my world. It's 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 yeah. actually April that yes. it is. And the link's on screen. It's going to be a fantastic event. And like you say, the ticket price gets you uh, the three-hour strategy workshop and then also into uh, get lunch. a drink off uh, the two lads, uh, Pete and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, they're, they're, they're going to be hunting me down. They're going to have a big drinks tab. Well, look, Louise, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out today to join me on this episode of the podcast. I know there's a lot of value added here today, and there's a lot of uh, information that people are going to take away and hopefully implement, because that's really important that you implement what, what you're hearing today and what you're learning when it comes to those top tips for, for standing out on LinkedIn. So once again, I want to thank you for your time, and hopefully we'll get the chance to pick this up again in the future and have another conversation um, about LinkedIn as well because there's to be fair there's so much to learn oh, um, yes. and, and you know and I know this stuff's always changing so just because you've attended a LinkedIn training workshop before you know it's always a good idea to get back and get your knowledge up to date and just make sure that you're doing uh, the best things that you could possibly do to get that profile standing out mm -hmm. yeah Wonderful. Louise, thank you so much once again for joining me on the podcast. And I'll definitely um, do my best to get along to that in Dublin. And I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much, Wayne. It's been an absolute pleasure. So folks, there you have it. A fantastic episode with Louise today, sharing her top tips and her insights to using LinkedIn and how to use LinkedIn to get ahead. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. If you're listening over on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, ratings and reviews are really important and they do help other people find out about the show. We're going to be using this format and this platform a little bit more and we're going to be bringing on more people to share their insights and their experiences when it comes to business career and life so if you're somebody who's listening into the podcast today and you would like to come on to the show please do reach out and get in touch stop by the zero lives left website we can find out a little bit more information or drop me in an email to studio at zero lives left podcast.com and i'll see you on the next time of the zero lives left podcast Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.